0: Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Deal. Hi everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Tampa 2 Tuesdays, live from the Radio DePaul Studios in Chicago, Illinois. We finally made it to Super Bowl Bowl week, the biggest week in all of football, and we have a lot to cover in today's show. My name is Bilal Malik, and this is my co-host, Trenton Cito. How's it going, Trenton? Going pretty good, Bilal.
1: You know, it's January, almost the end of January. It's still cold. Whatever. How you doing?
0: Good. I read earlier this morning that it was... It's about like the
1: seventh day in a row with no sunshine in the city. So. Jeez, no sunshine. But you know what? Listeners, here at Radio DePaul Sports, we provide the sunshine for you. All right, Bilal, what do you got for me in NFL News?
0: All right, so last night officially kicked off the start of Super Bowl week with Super Bowl opening night. Players from both teams took the time to answer questions from the media. As everyone is well aware, the world suffered a great tragedy this past Sunday, with the death of basketball legend Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven other individuals. Listening to the players talk last night, it was clear that Kobe made an impact on their life, with many of them considering him to be a friend and a mentor. Before we get into what the, how the players described him, let's take your thoughts on how you thought of Kobe.
1: I mean, I've never been a big basketball fan, I never really followed basketball. I've always been just an NFL guy, but, you know, Kobe Bryant is such a big name and like you mentioned before he's a legend in the nba and it's hard to not know him and you know his accomplishments i completely agree i was also i'm
0: also not the biggest basketball fan hence why i'm hosting a football show (laughs) but kobe's a name that you know even if you don't pay attention to sport i remember watching him in the finals and just the amount of impact he could have on a game and I was in complete shock hearing the, uh hearing about his death on Sunday. I was working on an essay with a friend on Facetime and uh, we looked at twitter and it was all these different sources had all these different sources had um the same story and just couldn't believe it and then listened to all the late night talk show hosts last night talking about their experiences and anyone else who has come across Kobe it's just you feel like you lost someone even though you never really knew him and this was also as I said earlier evident during the media night last night Uh, Richard Sherman went on to say (coughs) I was down this is talking about once he heard about the the news I was kind of down I was in the dumps and then I just thought about what he would tell me he would tell me to stop being a baby and man up and play it and do it in his honor and win this game for him patrick mahomes the chiefs quarterback said even to this day i still watch videos on youtube the day before the games and listen to him talk and how he puts everything in perspective of being great on and off the field with his kids his business ventures and then obviously his play and then finally 49ers tight end george Kittle put it you know kobe other than my parents he was the reason i played sports <coughs> Excuse me. Adjust his mindset, the Mamba mentality. I wore the number twenty four in high school. <coughs> I wore the number twenty four in high school, my freshman sophomore year, because of him. And it's just apparent to see how the impact the Kobe has made in so many people's lives. And we send our thoughts and prayers from the radio to Paul, to his family, and to everyone affected by this tragedy.
1: It's really, it really is just a a big loss in the sports community. You know, everything he's done for basketball and even, you know, just... Just Just the world. Just the world, yeah. There we go. All right. Uh, We actually had a game this weekend. Yes, we did. We had a game. We had some skill challenges as well. But, yes, we did have a game. All right. And it was the AFC who came away with this win. It was 38-33. to It was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: These games are usually known for being in the '40s and '50s, but there was it was a close game. It was I didn't watch all of it, I'll admit, but I did watch most of it, and it was, in my opinion, it was uh, interesting to see that they got a chance to test out the new rule that we talked about in our show last week on the with the alternative with the onside kick.
1: Right, and that is the fourth in fifteen.
0: Correct started on the the NFC had the ball it was towards the end of the game the NFC had the ball at their own 25 yard line and they had a fourth and 15 and the rules seemed fine except for how Kurt Cousins decided to execute the play instead of going for the simple 15 yards well not simple but just the minimum 15 yards he decided to go much longer
1: yes, he decided to pull a arm punt as we like to affectionately call it. He launched it all the way to uh, the other side of the field, the AFC's 24-yard line. So that and was, then he was intercepted. Yep, by Earl Thomas. Of course. Of course, of course, yes. And then they decided to
0: lateral it, lateral it back and forth. But, uh, I mean, do you think this rule has any chance of staying or, or being implemented in, real, in the real
1: games? I think it's possible because it's, they're just going for something that has a higher conversion rate than an onside kick. I mean, the onside kick was what, like, success rate in the single-digit percentage-wise or so? They've
0: also made so many changes to, to, the, uh, to the rule that it's basically been impossible. So, yes, since that's why the result rates have been so low.
1: And this is also a game in which we had no kickoffs or kickoff returns, right?
0: No, it's been uh I I believe there were a few punts though. Yes. So at least the punters got some work in there. They didn't just get a free trip to uh to Orlando.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta put in the work. Yeah. As a football player, you gotta put in that work. All right, what else we got? And then uh we have Lamar Jackson who won the MVP. Oh.
0: And Lamar then Cla- and then Calais Campbell. Won the defense, the defensive
1: MVP. Yeah. Lamar Jackson uh threw for two touchdowns. He did throw for an interception. He went sixteen of twenty three while Calais Campbell had one tackle, but then he forced a fumble. A that key guy, fumble.
0: And, and then TJ Watt scooped that up for a two yard touchdown.
1: Nobody wanted to tackle T J Watt. Absolutely <coughs> nobody wanted to tackle TJ Watt. No one
0: wanted to tackle anyone.
1: That's a good point. It is the Pro Bowl. That is uh Just think
0: about it though. Lamar Jackson was won the Pro Bowl MVP. And this upcoming uh, Saturday at the NFL Honors, he's probably going to win the NFL MVP. You're right. It's probably going to go to him. So it's going to be a good two weeks for him. All right. Let's uh, transition to what we actually, the biggest news of the week. Super Bowl 54 is this Sunday, February 2nd at 5.30 p.m. in Miami, Florida. And it'll be on Fox with...
1: Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. This is this is the game that we've been <coughs> looking forward to. Not the Pro Bowl. I mean, the, you know, the Pro Bowl is big. It's got all the stars in it. But, no, this the Super Bowl, this is what we've all been looking for. Um, we got the 49ers. We got the Chiefs. Two very dynamic teams. A lot of scoring throughout this season on both sides. Um, so it's going to be a very exciting matchup, I think. What do you think? I I agree. Um but the thing I'm looking forward
0: to is seeing how the Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to be able to contain the 49ers run defense and run offense with Raheem Morstard. It's going to It's going to be a challenge for them because they the 49ers have been able to run over their past two opponents. They
1: they've run over pretty much everybody who they played this season. Um, even throughout the regular season, you know they're getting hundreds of rushing yards—not just one back, but like as a committee backfield.
0: I mean, even against the uh, Packers, there, Jimmy Garoppolo was basically non-existent. Which I mean is fine. I don't have if your run game is yeah. If your run game is
1: that good, then there's there's no point in passing.
0: <laughs> I mean, he did run for uh, Morrison did run for 220 yards. And have four touchdowns, so when I'd take that if I was i I'd take that any day if I was a quarterback
1: because personally, I feel like when you have that much running, you just hide the rest of your passing playbook, right you don't allow the chiefs to see some things on film that they might be able to capitalize on. they only have the past things from the season um, i I forget who it was there was a 49ers player who mentioned during the week when they are installing game plans and they said, wow, there's a lot of different things in there that we haven't seen. It's going to be exciting. So I think hopefully we'll see Jimmy Garoppolo throwing just a little bit more. It's also Garoppolo's, I think, his third time in the Super Bowl, except this is his first time actually
0: playing. His in first the Super time Bowl. playing.
1: Before he's just been on the sidelines watching Brady work his magic. Exactly. Uh, that's probably,
0: in my opinion, it's a good thing that he's been there before, and because he knows basically what to expect, because he's done everything that all the other players have to do except play in the game, which is probably going to be the hardest part. I mean, both teams um, claim that this past week was a normal week for each of them. <clears throat> They've already installed their game plan, because frankly, it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of distractions this week, and. The game's in Miami. You're flying from both of them are relatively... San Francisco is <clears throat> obviously more on the West Coast, but there's still distance to travel. Long distance travel, a lot of media obligations they have to take on. It's good that they have these two weeks of rest, but <clears throat> because of this two weeks rest, do you think there'll be any rust
1: involved? Um, I think there might be a little bit of rust particularly in the passing game. I think the running game might have more of an advantage, but I don't know. Maybe maybe the run blockers will be unused to hitting somebody, or you know, on the flip side of it, maybe they'll be wanting to hit somebody. you know. Um, but I think one thing that this two weeks gives an advantage for is the 49ers and getting running back Tevin Coleman back yeah. after he... Dislocated his shoulder.
0: He said that his entire time has been uh, focused in rehabbing. And speaking of uh, Jimmy G and Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo said that uh, Brady wished, wished him luck before the uh, before they left for the Super Bowl.
1: That's nice. I mean, of course, when Jimmy Garoppolo was there, there was all the talk that um, was it Bill Belichick who really liked him. Uh, in favor of Brady, there was all that kind of tension, and it was either ship away Jimmy Garoppolo or, or keep Tom Brady. I mean, when you so, spend three and a half years with someone, every day, you do
0: develop that type of bond, right? Even even 20. if it's
1: like competitive, even if they're your competitor, right? Competing for job or whatnot. You're right.
0: I don't think he was ever going to replace. He was only going to replace Brady if, if Brady. Uh, retired and then that's the reason they realized they couldn't keep both of them and and hence now he's a 49er
1: and we're getting a little off track here but you know the patriots have drafted a lot of young quarterbacks who they they said you know wow this guy's gonna replace tom brady one day and each of those people who they've drafted they've had to send them away because brady just won't retire (laughs) brady just doesn't want to retire No, he won't. I mean, you know, they've been planning for his his future leaving, but, you know, he turned into his 30s and he still didn't leave, and now he's going into his 40s. He's not going to leave?
0: Nope. And uh, I read about this the other night that uh, George Kittle, the 49ers tight end that we mentioned earlier, he's been playing the entire season with a torn labrum since oh. 2018 wow that's and just to see the amount of productivity he has he it, it's amazing to see how these players play through so much pain and now they're now he's in the super Bowl
1: and george George Cato is he's one of the fastest tight ends in the league he's like another Gronkowski in terms of just how dynamic and and really overwhelming he is to other teams' defenses. But the thing I really like about Kiddo is that he's always willing to run block, right? Even though he's more That's of what a it, yeah, receiving exactly. tight end, he just loves run blocking. He loves to hit people. It's just that kind of mentality. And I think the entire 49ers team is based on this, you know, the team first, not me first kind of mentality. The
0: best teams are, and they're coached by one of the best coaches to ever do it, Andy Reid. And uh, I am so glad to see him get another chance in Super Bowl. I mean, the last time he was there was 15 years ago in 2004 when he lost to the Patriots.
1: Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, this is just going to be a Super Bowl of two great offensive minds just battling it out. Um, Last time Kyle Shanahan was in a Super Bowl, wasn't it uh, with the Falcons as offensive coordinator? Yeah, it was. And when they blew that twenty eight to three lead. Oh. Yeah. I think just with that you've just triggered every Falcons fan everywhere mm. in the league.
0: My dad was actually at that game in Houston. Oh. And uh he was sitting right and he was supporting the Falcons at that time. I was supporting the Patriots. But um they game that, that game winning touchdown happened right in front of him and it oh, was no uh, it was fun to see how <laughs> my side won.
1: I see. Here we go. All right, so what are some of the keys to this game, you think?
0: Well, I mentioned earlier the key is the one of the main key is to um contain the 49ers' run attack. And then the other key on the other side is to contain Patrick Mahomes. I mean, from Mahomes, the Chiefs cannot allow what happened their past two playoffs games to happen. They can't get down fast. So that means they know that's going to happen. They know about that. So Mahomes is going to try to get off to a fast start, and it's going to be up to the 49ers to limit that. And one way to do that is to make sure he stays in the pocket the whole game. Because once Mahomes gets out... He can pull all sorts of crazy things. Exactly. And then the play, once the play... He's most dangerous when the play breaks down.
1: He's great at improvising. He's like, you know, he's not... As, as slippery as Russell Wilson, but he has such great arm strength that he rivals Brett Favre in terms of you know the different angles, the different places he can throw it downfield. The no-look pass. The no-look pass. Although, I think he's trying not to pull another one of that after he uh, missed a wide-open Travis Kelsey in the end zone when he's looking away and whoop, he sails it over his head.
0: I mean, it is a Super Bowl, so, I mean, l- put it all out there. Whatever happens to your last game, both teams are going home, just one's going to go home with a trophy.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. Put it all out there. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to throw the ball more, and will he be successful?
0: Yeah, more than eight touchdowns. More than eight, sorry. Not <laughs> more than eight attempts. More than eight that attempts, I'm yes. saying he's up in the 30s. He has to because... Even no matter how good the run game is, he's gonna to have to do it. And I'm hoping that this game does not end up um, not that I wasn't disappoint not that I was disappointed by last year's result. I was I'm hoping for a better Super Bowl performance overall. I mean, you have two of the best teams in the league playing each other. And last year's Super Bowl was very disappointing in terms of production value.
1: It was 13-3 to with the Patriots winning over the Rams. Only three points scored in the first half, um, and then another three points scored in the third quarter, and then 10 points scored in the fourth quarter. It's not a lot of offensive production in that.
0: No, but the Chiefs scored more than 30 points in all four of Mahomes' career playoff games. So, I mean, I think when you have a team like that, they're not going to take their foot off the gas. They're going to be going at 120 miles an hour.
1: It's going to be... You think a big game of just offensive production, like you know, 500 yards of offense by both teams or so? You think
0: it could it could very well get up there. I mean, we're talking about the 49ers' run attack. They've gone for about two hundred thirty five, two hundred thirty five point five rush yard, uh, yards per game in the playoffs this year. So it's gonna be. I love the matchups on both sides. It's not like one side is over-dominated dominating the other side. They're both equal. Their defenses are both top, and and their offenses are both also very much up there. One, but this game could, in some way, um, it could e- easily get out of hand though if they're not contained.
1: That's that's a very good point. Like you said before, the Chiefs have to. Try not to fall behind late, because once they do, the 49ers are just going to be grinding the run game. And if the Chiefs can't stop that, then the 49ers are going to take a lot of time off the clock. I think, personally, I think the 49ers have a much more balanced offense just in terms of running and passing. I mean, I know this season the Chiefs haven't had much of a run game, really, and I think the past two playoff games that the Chiefs have had. Patrick Mahomes left led the team in rushing yards in both of them. So it's... Uh, that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't surprise me, especially
0: how he had that 27-yard touchdown run again last week. I mean, no, two weeks ago against scouts. the Titans.
1: That was a... That's just another clutch scramble by Patrick Mahomes. Again, and
0: comparing him to Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Right. And then uh so let's go into our game predictions. Let's uh let's we talked about this game for a week touched on it last week a little bit. We analyzed it a little more today. Let's finally put down a prediction and uh see what comes at it. So who's winning?
1: What score? And who's the MVP? I think I'm going to take the 49ers on this. I think the 49ers have the the edge over it in both the rushing attack. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot of things that the Chiefs haven't seen on film yet, he can really have a great game. 49ers defense, always fierce. They're going to be containing Patrick Mahomes at least a little bit. Um, in terms of score, that's going to be that's a difficult one. Um, I'm going to go with maybe... 42 to 38. with. 42 to 38? Yeah, with the 49ers on top.
0: I am also taking the 49ers, and I'm kind of torn on this. Like, I... Again, to mentioned earlier how I'm happy about Andy Reid being in the Super Bowl. But, um... Because I'm... I've always liked Andy. He's... He just seems like i fun person to be around and then he's always he's always dressed in those floral shirts last night media night he was again dressed in a red floral shirt but at the same time the overall team i just think the 49ers are better you see where they've come from they they went uh they started out oh and nine when shanahan came in and then they brought in garoppolo and then the next year, Garoppolo goes down. They go four and twelve. Garoppolo works his way back from a torn ACL, and now he now they're thirteen and three, number one seed, and they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, it took three years, a lot of a lot of up, a lot of downs, not a few ups, not a lot of ups until this year. And just to see where they are, I just think they're the better better overall team. And also, it would be sad to uh, – I mean, not nothing against Mahomes. And I'm still a fan of – I'm going to bring it back to the Bears. But uh, I'm, I'm still a fan of uh, Trubisky, and I think he'll be good this year. But still, just seeing what we could have had, not that there's any guarantee he would have been the exact same player if he played for the Bears, but just to see him win a Super Bowl, at least now – in a couple of years or some, I'll be fine. But Just now, it's still kind of fresh. I would um, still like him to... He has time. He has a lot of time. He and I would time. just want the 49ers... I think they'll t- take it. And I'm thinking they're going to go 30-35. Okay. 49ers win. And uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, is taking the MVP. He's going to uh, join his uh, mentor
1: in that category. Tom Brady. I just realized I forgot to put down my MVP team, <clears throat> didn't I? Uh, I'm going to take Jimmy G as well because I think he's going to have a big day passing if he can confuse the Chiefs defense enough. I think the Chiefs defense not as good as the 49ers defense. So I hope Jimmy Garoppolo and the run game altogether can take advantage of that. Uh, but like you said, these are both very likable teams, right? Very exciting teams in the NFL. A lot of wins. A lot of offensive production, a lot of personalities, a lot of fun during the regular season. It's it's hard not to like or it's hard not to hate either of these teams.
0: And also with the 49ers, they have our they have our kicker. They have our kicker, Robbie Gold. And I would like him I mean, it's his second time in the Super Bowl where he we needs- played him in uh, he played when we went there in two thousand six. And I'd like him to get it. He deserves it. And I'd like him to get a couple chances to actually kick in the game. It would it would be nice for me to see Robin Gold. And uh, it's our mistake, but Raheem Morse played for the Bears. He was on the practice squad. And just to see him also get, just to see how we exploded last game, continues that momentum. There's going to be a lot of uh, ex-Bears players on that team who are going to be hopeless Super Bowl champions by the end of Sunday.
1: A lot of ex-Bears players and a lot of Bears players who could have been, for example, back in the days of uh, Jay Cutler when the Bears were looking at Jimmy Garoppolo when he was available. Uh, Like you mentioned before, Patrick Mahomes, Bears potentially could have drafted him. But yeah, this is a surprisingly well-connected game to Chicago. Very very odd. But, you know, it's the NFL. People move around. Yep. But All
0: right. So that does it for our Super Bowl edition of Tampa 2 Tuesdays. Don't forget to tune in to the NFL Honors Show this Saturday, hosted by Steve Harvey on Fox. And then for the big game at 530 on Sunday, follow us on Twitter at BillMalick15, at Trenton underscore and RDP Sports. For Trenton Cito and Radio DePaul Sports, I am Bilal Malik.
2: Rich Please, is just a oh, really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. Makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.